Thank you for listening to the South Metro Ministries podcast. We hope it's been a blessing to you wherever you are. For more information about South Metro Ministries, please visit smmcog.com. We've come today to celebrate the good things, the great things that God has done here at South Metro, and we have a wonderful service in store. But we want to begin this morning with a, with a hymn that our, our own senior pastor has requested, To God Be the Glory for Great Things He Has Done. I can't think of a more fitting song or a more fitting idea. Psalm 100 says this, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. And this morning, we've come today to give thanks. Amen? Not only to celebrate what God has done, but to give Him thanks for all that He has done. Amen? So let's sing together this morning. To God be the glory. To God be the glory, great things He has done. Oh 
turn your attention to the screens at this time. Good morning, church. And to Him be the glory and the honor and the praise. Can you say amen? Amen. We are standing here in the ceremony of ribbon cutting, giving access to the house of the Lord, to every person whom He sends, red, yellow, black, or white, they are precious in His sight. And officially today, we're saying thank you, God, for going to the next level. And standing with me are some of those who represent our church and ministry. Standing with me is Brother Doris Adams, who represents our elders. Brother Todd Rainwater, who represents our building committee. Pastor Jeff, who represents our church staff. And Wes Hardin and Brendan, who represents the PAR church builders. And we are here today to say officially... To you, God, belong glory and honor and praise. So we celebrate, even now, the cutting of this ribbon. Join me, Miss Valerie. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and everybody say, praise the Lord. Lord. Say it again. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. To you be the glory. Hallelujah to your name. Remain standing for worship as you continue. Let us stand together.
salvation. Amen.
Bless his name. Bless his name. Yes, 
say praise the Lord. Say it again. Praise the Lord. We are here today because the church is God's idea. When Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus said in response, and upon this rock, the rock of Peter's confession, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on and give him praise. This is God's church. You are God's people. And his glory is in the house. Please be seated for a moment. I'd like to introduce to you my dad, Pastor Sam Matura, who will come in just a moment and offer his greetings and a prayer. 
My dad was saved at the age of 17 from Hinduism. After he got saved, he started preaching on the street corners in Trinidad. Would take his lunch money and buy bus fare to go preach in the evening. He is 83 years old and is still pastoring a church in South Carolina. He has been preaching this gospel for 67 years. Every Sunday morning, we pray together at 15 minutes to 9 with our prayer team in the office. I have a prayer appointment with him, appointment every night at 9.30. He and I pray together. And if my sisters, I have three sisters there on the phone, they got to get off. It's my turn. My fact, the fact of the matter is, I want to be, when I grow up, just like him. I think I'm headed there. Would you give him a God bless you welcome? Dad, greet the people in the name of the Lord. Praise God and thank you very much. Suppose you don't know it, I only have one son. One son. And uh, he's a preacher. First, he's a Christian. He loves the Lord. When he was just a little fellow, the church I pastored in Trinidad, he was playing with this group of boys, the neighbors, and this little fellow told him, all your dad know to do is just to say hallelujah. And I'm happy to report Alan is no better. He's still learning to say hallelujah and praise the Lord. I have three daughters, suppose you don't know them, they love the Lord and they're just as dedicated as this man is to God. If I had to do it over again, I'll do it a little better. I'll try to do it a little better. Nobody will treat you like Jesus, love you like Jesus, stand by you like Jesus. And nobody is coming back for you to be where he is. His name is Jesus. My brother used to tell me, you don't have anything better to do than to go by the roadside and preach. <laughs> he told me, he's with the Lord now. He told me a little later on, look at you. You're preaching and working for God and I can't even preach. <laughs> but... He became a man of God. He followed Jesus and he is in heaven. He got there before me. I am here today to celebrate with you in the words of God. God has done great things for you. Whereof we are glad. We rejoice with you and offer special congratulations for a job well done for the past 28 years. What a blessing. Such a great accomplishment. Not one church. <laughs> you all have built three churches side by side and each one a little larger than the other one. God has been very good to you and your family and has given you special favor. I feel like God has given you special favor in this church. You're a wonderful group of people. 
that God put together in this church, Pastor Allen and Valerie, and you have one of the finest staff, and don't let anybody kill you, kid you. You cannot operate church without good staff and without members and people to support the church. Amen. And the thing about you, you have such a wonderful spirit. And when Alan Valerie first came here, Brother Adams prophesied about them and I said it certainly come to pass. And whenever my family and I come to your church, you are always so kind and gracious to us. You make us feel not only special, but very important. If I didn't have a church that I pastor, I'll be in this one. <laughs> I'll be in this one. Praise God. You are not just building for your family, but for the family of God in this area, making known the gospel message and establishing God's great kingdom in this community. Jesus said you are the light of the world. He said you are the salt of the earth. And believe me, you are like a city on a hill. You are shining brighter all the time. Like the little fella said, you haven't seen anything yet. You like, my brother asked, you don't have anything better to do? The first service was grand, but it looked like the second gets better. Alan told me, he told me not to preach. So I, I'm through. To God be the glory. We rejoice with you. This is your reward for your labor. You have worked hard. You have put out the box. <laughs> and believe me, you'll have to keep putting it out because you, <laughs> you have a lot of debt to pay, but he is able. He is well able. And it's easy for me to say he owns the whole wide world because I don't have to pay for this church, but you're doing it. God helps. God is helping you. You have honored him and praise God he has honored and blessed you beyond your noblest dream. For all that he has done, we give him all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. I, I, I don't feel a preach coming on. I feel an anointing. It's a dangerous thing to give a preacher a mic and tell him not to preach. Because believe me, this is my preaching time in the church I pastor. My wife told me one time, what every time you get up there, you say you feel the presence. I said, well, I can't lie. I just feel the presence. And brother again, I feel the glory. And it's creeping. It's, it's getting all over you. Believe me, I didn't bring this with me. You have it. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, I love you so much. Holy Spirit, I adore you. Father, you're so great. Jesus, you're so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. You said we're two or three are gathered and you're most certainly present here today. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. Yes, you're blessing your people. Yes, you're touching, Lord. You're bringing conviction. You're refilling people with the Holy Ghost. You're touching and healing. 
And oh God, you're encouraging and you're lifting burden. Just go on, go on. Keep praising him and thanking him. Thank him for whatever your need is. He is ministering to you now. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Meet every need. Solve every problem. Bind the powers of the enemy. Liberate your people today and let them not leave here as they came in Jesus' name. Thank you and God bless you. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Williams. On behalf of the entire International Office family, including the Executive Committee of the Church of God, I want to take this moment to offer my personal congratulations on today's celebration of the dedication of new facilities here at South Metro Ministries. You know, Pastor Allen and Valerie Matura, uh, these days such as this cause us to think back on where we came from. Who would have thought in 1975 when that group of people met together to envision a church that would transform a community that God would bring you to a day like this? Thinking back over these 28 years at all of the people that have been saved and now to see this expansion of these facilities with a new auditorium and children's ministry and youth ministry and administration building and all that goes into this facility to God be the glory for the great things he has done. I want to also express appreciation to those of you that have been a part of the Rise and Build campaign that have made this vision possible. It's through your generosity and vision that God has brought this day to pass and I want to express appreciation to you. So, on behalf of more than 38,000 churches and 37,000 ministers in 179 countries of the world that are your church family, we salute you and we say, get ready, don't get too comfortable because the best is yet to come. Burdens and pain. 
this temple to you, Lord. Let your glory fill this sanctuary. Be enthroned on the praises of your people. Lord, we agree. In unity, this is your heart. Father, come and dwell. This is your heart. This is your heart. Our holy house of prayer. Where the lost and the lonely bring their prayer. This is your heart. Come and dwell. Holy Spirit, overflow this place. Decorate our walls with grace and mercy. Let healing and redemption find searching souls. Lord, have your way. We humbly pray. This is your How true this is his house. And on this special day in the history of this church, 
We have friends and partners in ministry around the world. I've received calls from numerous people this week. I've received emails and other remarks of congratulations. There are several with us today from various places, different states, who come to represent our partnership, of whom I'd like to take a moment or so to observe their presence and to thank God for our relationship. And when I call their names out, I'd have them stand and acknowledge their presence, after which I'll ask you to bless them with an applause after each one. I'll begin with Dr. and Mrs. Walt Malden. If you'll stand, please, my brother and sister. They represent Lee University, Cleveland, Tennessee, the flagship university of the Church of God. Dr. Malden serves in numerous capacities. We've known him through the ministry of the Lee Singers and other music ministries. He's been here before. He and his wife are faithful to the cause of the kingdom. He presently serves as vice president for administration at Lee University, where some of you have graduated from and where I graduated from. And if you owe them money, you'll be glad to collect it. Would you give him a God bless you, please? Thank you, Dr. and Mrs. Malden. From the Pentecostal Theological Seminary, I believe we have Dr. Davis or Dr. Hahn. And uh, if we do, and you're present, uh, if you'll stand, and if you are not here, we'll pretend you're here. Uh, the Pentecostal Theological Seminary is another ministry whereby we have a partnership with. It's another institution from which I've graduated, and I'm grateful to be a part of that family. For two years, I served on their board of directors, and uh, we have a scholarship for ministers in the name of the church, in my honor and my wife's honor, there at the seminary. And we give God praise for that relationship. We have with us Dr. Shabu Cherian and his wife, Nisi. Would you please stand and remain standing? Dr. Cherian, he has been a friend of mine for a number of years. He's the author of the 365-day devotional, United in the Word, which I'm reading through every day. He traveled with me and Pastor Calvin Smith to India in 2006. He is truly a gifted man of God and a friend for life, whether he likes it or not. God bless you, Dr. Cherian. <laughs> Pastor Roger and Sharon Powell. Pastor Powell, 38 years ago, was led here in the city of Peachtree City to begin this church. Hadn't pastored before, maybe not been to Peachtree City much, but God says begin a work from the ground up. And he began the work and has done the work of the ministry for years. In 38 years, this church has only had two pastors, he and I. And I have come to build on what you've built on and somebody's going to build on what I've built on. And I thank God for you and Sharon and your vision. Would you give him a God bless you? He'll come back later. In Jesus' name. You're worthy of it, sir. You're worthy. I want Reverend and Mrs. Greg Baird to come forward. Greg and Jan Baird. 
are dear friends of us also. Reverend Baird represents the North Georgia Church of God, 270 churches in North Georgia, 100,000 members. I might tell you this, I was pleasantly surprised by the video before the choir sang, This Is Our House. I wasn't aware of it until I saw it in the first service. That video was Dr. Mark Williams, the presiding bishop of the churches of God around the world, almost eight million strong. And how kind it was of him to do that. And how kind it is for Greg and Jan to be here with us today representing themselves and representing our administrative bishop, Dr. Mike Baker, who is in Africa with a missions emphasis. I went with him two years ago, Dr. Baker, to Africa. It's there God put on my heart that if you're going to build me a house in America called South Metro Ministries, I want you to build me a house in Africa. And in the last year and a half, we have given $51,000 to build a house of God in Africa. We welcome Greg and Jan. Thank you, Pastor. 38 years ago, Pastor, thank you so much for allowing God to fan a flame in you and others. Many of you will recall Ford and Carter filled the White House. Elvis was still living in that year that this church started. On the eve of the first service in this church, Saturday Night Live made television history and sat satire poking fun of uh, the church and uh, the mores of the day. Trust and loyalty in our government, homes, and other institutions are fading fast. Technology is at our fingertips with digital watches and handheld calculators. Video games, listen to this, students. Your parents played video games like Atari and Pong. Oh, high tech. But a fire was lit in a group of people who would become the Peachtree City Church of God. That's exciting. In the 80s, Reaganomics raids Washington. Terrorism is a constant threat, and the walls of communism fall. The technologies include mobile phones. Those phones were the size of a shoebox. Computers become sophisticated instruments used in every facet of life. Space Invaders and Pac-Man are the cool video games found in arcades. However... At the Peachtree City Church of God, there's a flame that is burning brighter than ever with a passion for the lost that's fueled by the Holy Ghost. In the 90s, Bush and Clinton are in the White House. Technology becomes personal and the information superhighway opens up through the World Wide Web. Test tube babies, cloning, and the re-engineering of genes to figure out our DNA. The DNA of that band of Church of God believers hasn't changed. It's still the precious blood of a spotless lamb that flows through us this day. Man. 2000 ushered in a new millennium. George Bush is in the White House. Terrorism has hit home in the world and the way that we do things are changed forever. Apple puts the eye in everything and technologies must be in real time and Wi-Fi. The GPS will give you directions to where you should go, but the Peachtree City Church of God still relies on the Holy Spirit to lead and anoint them to launch South Metro Ministries. Yes. Yes. 
It's 2013. The techie buzzwords are smart and hybrid. This church has come through decade following decade, president following president, change after change. But we're gathered here today as a witness to the fact that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Man. That he is the Holy Ghost baptizer that will fill us up, that will fire us up, and empower this generation to proclaim the good news that Jesus saves. Pastor, on behalf of our administrative bishop, Dr. Mike Baker, and on behalf of some 300 churches and over 100,000 members, we congratulate you on this day. We celebrate with you, you for the great things that God is doing and will continue to do. South Metro Ministries Church of God, Alan Matura, Senior Pastor. Celebration of dedication and thanksgiving in this new worship and ministries centers. With deep appreciation for your outstanding ministry and commitment to the Great Commission, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen and amen. North North Georgia Church of God State Offices, Dr. Michael L. Baker, Administrative Bishop, on this August the 25th, 2013. God bless you. Thank you, my brother Greg. Thank you, Jan. Thank you. What an honor. What an honor. What a privilege. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I want to take further moments because this day is a day we've been waiting for for 38 years. And I'm going to ask you to indulge me because there are others who are worthy of recognition. And while I do that, I'm going to ask the following people to come on stage and stand behind me as I prepare to do so. I'd like for Pastor Jeff and Tracy Merriman to come forward, Ann Jackson, Todd and Trinisha Rainwater, Sister Lavinia Adams and Brother Doris, Wes Harden from Par Builders, and Wes, I'd like Ricky to join you, please, sir. And Reverend and Mrs. Roger Powell to come and stand behind me and afford me the opportunity to give honor to whom honor is due. There are hundreds of others to whom honor is due. Our church staff, the pastoral staff, the administrative staff, and other staff are the greatest of teams that I have ever worked with. Our church staff have worked tirelessly numerous hours in and out of their department and in and out of their job description. They've sacrificed time with their family to fulfill the vision that we have seen fulfilled today. And I I cannot say enough about them. Each of them is worthy of a special honor. And I'm grateful for them. And so I want to call their name. And if they're in this service, because they're all over the building and helping out, but if if I call your name and you're in this service from the church staff, if you'll stand and remain standing. Of course, Pastor Jeff Merriman is here, represents Family Life and Administration. Pastor David Zucala, who represents our children's ministry, is doing just now. Pastor J.C. Worley and Kimberly, here they are, and if you will stand please, represent our student ministry. Pastor Chad Stafford, who represents our music ministry and is hiding somewhere in the shadows. Come on out of the shadows, brother. Yes. And, and directs our praise and all of our music ministry. Peter Cimento 
and his wife Gabby. They're in charge of our life back counseling services. Stand if you will. Of course, Ann Jackson, who's with us on the stage, is the executive assistant to the senior pastor and has served me so well for these years. Tracy Merriman, who's beside her husband here, is our front office administrator. Tanya Graham and her husband Jason, if they're in this service, they were in the first. Uh, they serve, he, she serves as an office assistant. Mike Steigel, who is back here, wave at him, Mike, is our media director. He has a team in another room that is controlling and assisting him with media. K.P. Plummer and his wife, Allison, who leads our college and career ministry. Nelson Norrid and his wife, Sandra, and Nelson is our facilities maintenance guy. Come in, standing in the shadows somewhere. You'll find me, Jesus. Yeah, come on, come on out here so we can see you. He's our facilities maintenance. And then, of course, uh, Lisa Addison and her team. Lisa, if you're here or your team is present, they are those in charge of custodial care. Would you bless them with an applaud and thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. They've done such a good job. They usually get an hour lunch break. Today I'm going to give them two hours. I know, I know. It's generous, but that's what I can do. I'm the boss. Come, Valerie, if you will. I'd like to present several special honors here this morning. And I'd like to begin with Pastor Jeff Merriman. Pastor Jeff has served as the liaison from our church to par church builders. He has served as the liaison to the city, the county, and the state officials and doing everything in between. He has been my lifesaver. I took him out to a cheap breakfast about 18 months ago and I told him, would you do this? Kind of like, you are going to do this. Because I know I'm not. But if you know his heart, and you do, he is a servant of God. It says on this plaque, Leadership Award, with our greatest appreciation, we proudly honor Reverend Jeff Merriman for your sacrificial and diligent leadership to South Metro Ministries during Rise Up and Build. Your leadership, sir, has successfully achieved outstanding accomplishments. To his wife, who has stood beside him and has served as the chairperson of our decoration committee and you'll get a brochure before you leave with the names of others she has made this place beautiful and come alive and we are grateful for both of them thank you so much would you bless them and the Lord amen to our brother Todd Rainwater Todd and his wife Trinisha Todd is a retired architect for the federal government licensed in the state of Georgia. Very qualified, been a part of this church family for years. He has given hours, countless hours of his time and we got it at the best discount I could afford. We got it free. Thank you, Jesus. But his quality of work represents his excellence and I cannot say enough thank you to Todd and Trinisha and so we honor you today in the name of the Lord and bless you. To Miss Ann Jackson. Ann is, of course, my executive assistant. She has served this church for over 15 years. Her precious husband, Greg, went to be with the Lord some years ago. But Ann has handled all the finances with the bank, with Par Church Builders, with Strategic Consulting Group. 
She has had to learn new completed programs, attend different learning environments, work with our CPA. She is the neck that turns the head. And she is a servant of God and a woman of God. And I'm proud that she's part of this family. We honor you, Anne. To Reverend and Mrs. Powell, I, I, I'm going to do it a little different this time. I saved them for last. And you know that I've, I've introduced them as the founding pastor of this church in Sharon. And he has come full circle back to this church family upon his retirement. And we are not just pastors together. We are brothers together. He seems to call just in time when I need encouragement. And he's one of my most favorite encouragers to Pastor Powell and Sharon Powell. We say thank you and God bless you. To our sister Lavinia Adams, husband Doris Adams. They have been in this church longer than I've been here. They were here when Pastor Powell was here. Sister Lavinia Adams, older uh, brother Adams is a senior elder, has served this church for the last 35 years as a member of the finance committee, as a church treasurer, and everything that has to do with the funds of this church. She served during time when you had to handwrite it on a ledger and you didn't have computers. And she has served for the glory of God, haven't cost us anything. And I, I give God the praise for her service. And we congratulate and bless you in the name of the Lord. May I read, please, this plaque? I forgot to do so. I wanted to read this, and I'm coming. I know I'm not finished yet. Thank you, it says, Todd Rainwater, with great appreciation for your faithful and tireless service to rise up and build South Metro Ministries today's date. May I read, if, if I can, please? And it says, with our greatest appreciation, South Metro Ministries hereby presents Ann Jackson with this award in recognition of ongoing commitment and dedicated service for the glory of God. May I, if I can, read Sister Vini's. You get to hold it, but this is hers. Uh, Thank you, Lavinia Adams, with sincere appreciation for 35 years of dedicated commitment and service to the finance department of South Metro Ministries. And then, step forward, if you will, my brother Wes and my brother Ricky. I met this gentleman in 1996 on a trip to Israel, Bishop Wes Harden, then pastoring the Church of God. He's an ordained bishop in the Church of God. We've been friends ever since, in spite of his desire not to answer my calls. Anyhow, uh, he and a representative of his company, we interviewed numerous companies, church, about this building, about the funding, about the construction. A representative of his company came and said, how would you like to save a million dollars on the project? They saw our plans. And I thought, that's not possible. We can't, I mean, the other companies, that's not possible. They have built churches all across America. And they came and presented us a plan. If we had followed the other plans, we would only have a sanctuary. They showed us a way to have a youth worship facility that you saw seating over 200, to have administrative suite of 15 offices, to have the renovation of a former sanctuary as a children's worship area, they showed us a way to have all that we have here and to, to make the building beautiful and reface the whole building and save us hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they have stretched us and we may have stretched them. This is the owner and president of the company, 
but he's a man of God first. This is Ricky, who was here every single day, and he gets the credit for what he does. Would you bless them in the name of the Lord? And this belongs to your wife, your wife, okay? And this to you. And in the name of Jesus, I, I speak a word over your boss that he increase your pay in Jesus' name. Would you bless them all? God bless you and thank you as, as you are seated. Thank you. This is my helper. And I did left, leave out Daryl and Lorraine Fowler. Please stand up if you will. I, I listed the staff and Pastor Daryl is our pastor of care and I do care. Thank you, Valerie. Would you bless them in the name of the Lord? Pastor Daryl and Lorraine. Miss Carolyn, would you come with this precious arrangement? And I am going to do what she didn't want me to do, my wife Valerie. Come, Miss Valerie. I wouldn't be half the man that I am. And you're looking at me thinking, you are half a man. Uh, had it not been for this companion for life for 34 years. And I told her, if she ever leaves me, Chuck, that's her brother. Chuck, if your sister ever leaves me, I'm going with her, man. I'm telling you. Now, I don't have a card for her because she told me we're going to Jared's. Pray for me, somebody. We're going to K Jewelers. I love you, honey. Thank you. This is his house. Amen. Ushers, would you come, please? I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to be brief, but I'm going to tell you this about South Metro Ministries. You, South Metro Ministries, I want our guests to know, have sacrificially given to make this day possible. I want the guests to know that since March of 2011 till now August, two years and five months, we've been in a Rise Up and Build campaign that will end in March of 2014. Our people have pledged to give 1.2 million. They say you will not collect all the pledges. The bankers tell us that. Churches tell us you are, you are blessed if you get 75% of collection. Presently, we are at a collection rate of 93%. You have given over $850,000 in the last two years. Come on and praise them. Aside from that, aside from that, you have, we've said we are not going to borrow money for the furnishings of this church. We're going to raise it. And we have raised almost 500000 a half million dollars that we didn't have to borrow. Can you say amen? Listen now. We borrowed $6,675,000 by May 14. Right now we're paying interest only. By May 2014, we'll pay interest in principal. By then, we will have paid it down to 5.2 million, having paid 1.4 million. Look what the Lord has done. One of the things that really, I was under a time of stress. One of the things I worried about was the money. And the Holy Ghost said, have I not taken care of this church for 28 years and four months as, as I allowed you to be the pastor? You, we have never missed a payment. No utility company has ever told us we're late. We have never dismissed a staff because of lack of funds. Because the Lord says the righteous will never be forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. I've asked our church family for a month now to give today and give before. Because we are asking for a $50,000 
offering today, aside from your tithing offerings, to finish the furnishing. If you can give whatever you can give, write it to South Metro Ministries and put Dedication Day. If you have an envelope you're putting in it, put Dedication Day. God is not only going to help us pay this building off, He's going to help us grow because if you sow a seed, you can expect a harvest. Bow with me. Father, I dedicate every offering today. You told me I'd never have to beg for money. And I'm not begging now. I'm praising you, Lord. And I pray that you'll multiply seed to the sower and harvest, oh God. I know I'm asking people to give in sacrificial ways. And I know I'm asking them to step out in faith. But I also know a God who said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But I'll be with you always, even financially and especially financially as we obey. In Jesus' name, say amen, everybody. And amen it is. It's my pleasure to introduce to you our firstborn, Jennifer Bailey. Edward, where are you, sir? Stand up, Edward. Edward is one of the leaders of No Longer Bound, a men's rehab program in Forsyth County and Cumming. And Jennifer is an elementary school principal who said she was ne assistant principal. She was never going to be in education like her mama. And she is carrying our second grandchild. Would you bless Jennifer as she comes to sing?
everybody stand and give the Lord the praise. Everybody stand. Put your hands together. Not unto us, but unto the Lord. Oh, bless his name. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the world's greatest grandson. If you got grandkids, say amen, because you got the greatest one too. His name is Lakeland James Worley. He has a pulpit that Richard in the choir, raise your hand, Richard, built just like this, about this high. He preaches like crazy. After he plays quarterback on Saturday for the Georgia Bulldogs, he's going to preach on Sunday. Right, buddy? Wave at him. Remain standing, please. I'm honored that you're here. And I am sensitive to the time, realizing that the next thing you're going to do is eat. But I want to have you look with me for just a few moments in the Word, Matthew number 16, chapter 16 and verse number 19. It's on the screen. Before you leave this morning, for each family, we've prepared a key that has this scripture. It has to do with this message. We've prepared for each family a beautiful, multicolored, state-of-the-art brochure for each family. We don't have one for each individual because we're too cheap. We didn't want to pay the printing costs. But for each family. We have open house this evening from 5 to 7. Every, every door, every department will be opened. We want you and your families to come back. We'll have delicious refreshments. This is your church, first his. But we want everybody to celebrate and come back. Drop in from 5 to 7. The Holy Ghost is here. And I, I want to use today, while we can go to a lot of places in Scripture to find a dedication day sermon, this the Lord gave me several months ago. Matthew 16 and 19. Read it out loud, everybody. Here we go, out loud. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I, I want you to pray for me in just a moment. I am going to be brief. Like I was told that Elizabeth Taylor said to her fifth husband... Don't worry, I won't keep you long. But I do need for you to pray for me. Stretch your hands this way. Would you give a prayer that God would anoint me? Come on, let me hear you pray. Father, I, I've done it in the first service, but I can't do it in the second service without you. And I feel it now. I need energy in my body. I need impartation from the Holy Ghost. And I need a fresh visitation of the oil of anointing. Because I'm not the one that's giving the people the key to the kingdom. You are. I'm not the one that's going to bind and loose. You are, God. But you'll use us. So I pray that when they leave here today, they will not remember necessarily Alan Matura or any other of our guests or anything about the building. But they'll remember the glory of God was there. And I'm changed. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. You may be seated except for John Barrows. John, please stand, sir. And you, I know you didn't expect this. He is the founder and leader of A Better Way Ministry, which is a men's, men's rehab program. And my, remain standing. I know you want to sit down. 
He is a man of God and a preacher of the word who's just recently written his story about this ministry. And John, we love you and we love your team and you are family, sir. And I just want to say God bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, choir. Everybody know or knows the purpose of a key. I want to talk about I have a key. And I want to just refresh your memory. Even though you know the purpose of a key, you possess one or two or a whole key ring. Either on your person or if you're a lady and carry a, a purse, you have a key. You may even have a fob key in this wireless age to your house or your car. And you know the importance of keys. You know that it gives access to or it prohibits access from. It locks and it unlocks. It secures. Because keys represents authority. Can I get a witness? Each and every one of us here this morning and those who preceded us in the first service. Each and every one of us that have believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for our salvation are possessors of the authority of heaven according to our text. Jesus said, Behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Keys represent authority. I have on my key ring a key that will unlock every door in this church. I hope I never have to do that. But because I've been here a long time, I've been given authority. I can come and I can go because I have access for the keys. A door is meant to be a barrier. But once you possess the key, it no longer hinders you. Can I get an amen? It may sound redundant and I'm being repetitious for a purpose because I'm headed somewhere. We possess the keys of the kingdom. In other words, we have authority. What do you mean, pastor? I mean nothing that the enemy of my soul throws at me will slow me down for too long. It will not deter me for too long. It will not hinder my joy for too long because... I possess the keys of authority from the Lord. Say amen. The power of heaven, according to Jesus, the power of heaven binds what I bind and the power of heaven looses what I loose. Think about this, if you will. What is the power source? The power source is obvious to you if you've ever walked with the Lord for any time. It is Jesus. Jesus possesses all authority. How do you know that, Pastor? Because in Matthew 28 and 18, the Word of God says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, meaning authority, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Since Jesus possesses the power, and He has the key, Oh, I'm like my dad. I feel the preach coming on. How do you know he possesses the key? Revelations 1.18. It's not on the screen. Write it down so you can remember it. 
And if you don't take notes, pretend you are. It'll make me feel better about myself. Revelations 1 and 18, Jesus says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys over death and hell and the grave. And since he has the keys, he can give the keys to anybody he wants to. And he says, behold, I give you the same keys. Put your hands together and praise God. How do I know he possesses the keys? Look at Mark 1.22. When he came teaching, the Bible says that Jesus and his teaching so astonished the people. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that has authority and not as a scribe. And I'm talking about a Jesus that can speak to the winds and waves of your stormy soul, and they've got to calm. I'm talking about a Jesus when you are up in the morning at 3 o'clock and can't go back to sleep because you're worried about a son or a daughter or a marriage or fine. I'm talking about a Jesus who will say it is well with your soul. I'm talking about a Jesus with authority who can cast out devils. I don't care if it's 2,000 years ago or today. Somebody say amen. I'm talking about a Jesus with authority who can cleanse the lepers. A Jesus with authority who opens blinded eyes and who stops funeral processions and raises the dead. I'm not talking about Buddha. I'm not talking about Hare Krishna. I'm not talking about Muhammad. I'm talking about he who has conquered death, hell, and the grave. And because he lives, I and you have the keys of the kingdom and we are going to live also. Clap your hands and thank God. You've got the keys. You've got the keys. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Number two, please. Jesus called his disciples to him and gave them authority. Matthew 10 and 1, the Word of God says this. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out. And to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Listen to me. There are some preachers and teachers who do not believe this kind of power is available now for the church. They believe it died out with the apostles when they died. Not according to the Bible. Because Joel said it and Luke recorded it in Acts Gospel. Oh, somebody help me here. What did they say? They said, for the promise of the power of God and the Holy Spirit... For the promise is unto you and your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I don't know what you believe, but I believe today you can bind the devil. I believe today you can lay hands on the sick and they got to be healed. I believe today you can cast out devils because he is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. I'm not going to take a lot of time, but I grew up in Trinidad and I saw my father on two separate occasions cast out demons of people. I saw him cast out a demon in the name of Jesus out of a woman who was probably no more than 120 pounds. She rolled up. Somebody drove her into the churchyard on a Sunday morning after church. She was a Hindu. Four men, two in the front, two in the back, 
She was in the middle. Two men had to hold her down physically. I'm not telling you somebody, somebody's story I read. I was there. I was about seven years old. And they asked me, is your dad here? Because I was playing in the churchyard. Yes. And I was curious. I am telling you, I was there. I remember it vividly. The woman spoke in a masculine voice. She was so demon-possessed. She had physical strength as a man. She was so demon-possessed. And, and, and when my dad came and began to, he brought the Bible. And I was curious. I didn't know what was, I was just wanting to see. They said they were Hindus. They'd done all their Hindu stuff. They used to take people back then in the Hindu faith and they would beat, uh, uh, take a broom and beat them in hopes of beating the demons out of them. Anybody hearing me? I've seen a few folks need a devil beat out of them, but I better not go over there. <laughs> uh, and I'm not making it up. My dad took the Bible, laid it on her, and say in the name of Jesus, it took 30 minutes or more. I'm telling you, you just can't go ahead claiming keys if you ain't prayed up. Okay? And even after you prayed up, this can cometh only by prayer and by fasting. Somebody say amen. How many know you got to be in right relationship with God before you cast out devils? Because if you're not, you're going to be like the seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts. They were using Jesus' name and the demons, they didn't know Jesus. The demons said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who in the world are you? And the devils came off, the, off, off of the man possessed and jumped in them and beat the life almost out of them. They ran naked and wounded. You better be prayed up. And don't you call me to pray for your demon possessed somebody without you being prayed up, okay? And a lot of people you all are calling me to pray for, they ain't demon possessed, they're just mean. God help me to mind my business. You can tell by this kind of preaching, I'm not trying to build a mega church. I'm trying to get people free. I'm trying to get people free. I'm trying to get your son or daughter, your husband or your wife. I'm trying to save your marriage and tell you that it's not me. It's the keys. My dad prayed for 30 minutes. The devil in a masculine voice says, no, I'm not going to say the name of Jesus. No. This woman wiggled and she moved and she was fighting. And she said, if these men will leave me and let me go, I'll leave. They let her go. She came back to her normal self, her feminine voice. She was like if she had come out of some place that she might have been in a coma and didn't know where. She came back with a whole Hindu family that night in the church and testified how God, the Hindus couldn't do it, their idols couldn't do it, their all kind of other stuff couldn't do it, but in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, by the power of God, God still delivers. Let me tell you something. You got to be in right relationship with God for you to get the keys. You can't live, oh God help me here. You can't live like hell on Friday and Saturday. And pardon me if that offends you. And come on Sunday jumping around, I got the keys. You ain't got no keys. All you got is some other kind of key. You got to be in right relationship. We're living in this politically correct America now where everybody's saved. And preachers tell you you're saved and if you sin after that, just go right on, you're okay. The Bible says, oh, help me, Lord Jesus. That when you are born again, you are a new creation. And you don't want to go back into the old. 
But now we got this politically correct America, so if the government says it's okay, there are even Christians who are saying, well, the government says it's okay, so it must be okay. No, this is the government. This is the kingdom. This is the kingdom. Did, did you hear what I said? Administrations have come and gone, but he's the, he's the Lord. So what we have in many churches is people who, before they got saved, they were liars. And things say okay, and they have their this, this salvation secured, they think, they just become Christian liars. Adulterers, before they got saved, they got saved, but they drive to go back and feel the urge. And they do it, and, and, and they become Christian adulterers. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Yeah, and, and, and we got people, they involve in perverse lifestyles, and, and, and they were thieves, and they get saved, and they can't give it up, so they, they're still stealing. <laughs> Help me, Lord Jesus. No, there ain't nothing like a Christian. There's no place in the Bible where you're a Christian adulterer, fornicator, liar, robber, prejudice. No. What you are, if you're born again, is old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. You are a new creation. And when you are a new creation, you don't want to go back in the old life because you have the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And any temptation that comes after that, the Holy Ghost is going to give you power. Clap your hands and praise Him, somebody. Oh, I, I, I got to hurry. Help me, Lord Jesus. Uh, Christians, too many Christians never learn that they have been given authority by God. Somebody say amen here. Too many Christians never learn how to use the authority because the devil doesn't want to give away the power that God has given you. He wants to keep you disgruntled. He wants to keep you in defeat, despair, and despondency. Put it on the screen for me, all three of them, just for the sake of time. If you are not using the keys of the kingdom as a child of God, you're living below your privilege of authority. In, in other words, again, if you have it, guys, three two-word phrases. Defeated Christian, despair Christians, and despondent Christians. And that, that you come to the place, if you're not using the keys, where the devil easily says to you, well, every time I take a stand for God, I get knocked down. So I guess I'll just lay here and let the devil walk over me. That's a defeated Christian. A despair Christian is somebody who says, I'll never live in victory. Pastor Matura can and the staff, but I've heard it preach. I've seen it in other people's life, but there's no hope for me. And there, those people who are despair Christians, they only know to quote the first half of Psalm 34 and 19. The first half of Psalm 34 and 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And the only song some Christians know, because they don't have the key is, Please play for me a sad melody so sad that it makes everybody cry. If you don't buy the DVD for the preaching, get it for the song. Go home and sing it. But I tell you, don't sing it. I, I'm telling you that Psalm 34, 19 does say, Many are the affliction of the righteous, but I choose to go beyond the half of the verse. But the Lord, the Lord delivereth him out of them all. God says, you'll have valleys, you'll have mountains, you'll have dark night, you'll get tired. But the Lord never gets tired. Clap your hand, everybody, and praise the Lord. 
Come, come, my brother. I want to give you a demonstration here of how we live as Christians if we don't realize our authority in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Officer Kirk. He is a friend of mine. He meets me every morning before church. What? Uh, he is going to help me demonstrate how Christians can become symbolically, maybe even literally, if you don't have the keys. Pardon me, sir. You do have the keys, right? You're laughing because you've been waiting for the day to see a preacher in shackles. This is it. I am not the kind of preacher when I preach that stays behind the desk and gives you three points on a poem. I got some whoop glory in me. This ain't, this ain't, this ain't helping nothing. I got some jumping and dancing. Let me tell you the hole I've been in, okay? We got a little time here, okay? Let me tell you, during this building program that I was attacked by the enemy in February, on February the 3rd. And those of you that don't know, I was out of the pulpit for seven weeks. I suffered depression, panic attacks, and anxiety attacks. I would get up in the morning at 2 o'clock and can't go back to sleep. I would, the devil told me, I'm telling you, I'm being transparent, you'll never see dedication day. I'm telling you this. Pastor Jeff knows it personally and all my staff. The devil told me, I used to walk through this building during that time, Pastor Powell, and could not be happy for it. Mom and Dad are sitting right there. Every night they would pray for me. And when we were near them, they'd lay their hands on me. They know my story. I, I of 28 years in the ministry, uh, this church, and over 30-something years in the ministry, was in shackles because the devil says, you're never going to do it. Peter Tremento over there. Stand up, Peter Tremento. Is our church counselor for Recovery House. He gave me a key. I can't even get to it. See what, you see what being limited does? He gave me a key. Take that stuff. <laughs> One day he gave me this key and he said, Pastor, there's a center key hole and the three rings around the top. You get one. And you're the man in the middle. And God told me, Peter says, God told me to tell you, you got the keys of the kingdom. Mr. Peter Tremendo, that began my recovery. Let me tell you now. I was shackled hand and my wife can tell you. Brother Greg, I told the state council that I'm a member of the board. I I can't even fix my glasses, man. Fix my glasses, man. You got me all tangled up. Yeah, put it on my face, yeah. You can live like this if you want to. Get the key, brother. I'm tired of this. You control how much of the Holy Ghost you want and how much Bible you want and how much church you want. You can go as high as you want to because God's power is limitless. And I'm standing as a personal evidence that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Somebody give a Lord some praise. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. And give a Lord some praise. 
Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Remain standing. Oh, I got three or four more points, but I'll be back next Sunday. Remain standing. Oh, help me, Lord Jesus. I want to tell you about the kingdom of God. I had a couple other illustrations, but I'm not going to use them. The kingdom of God is supernatural. Can I get an amen? I want to tell you about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is unshakable. Did I hear an amen? The kingdom of God is not in word only, but is in power. And you can have some of that kingdom right here on earth. I'm not preaching kingdom theology that this is heaven right now. God forbid, this is not heaven right now. But I am saying you can, if, if healing is in heaven, you can have healing on earth today. Did you hear me? If peace of mind, if addiction and the loosing of addiction is in heaven, you can be loose today. Can I get an amen? You don't have to be some hardened heart sinner. If you are grieving, joy is in heaven. You can lose some joy today. Can I get an amen? I want you by faith to raise up your hands all over the house. Raise up your hands and repeat this prayer after me. Out loud, everybody, look unto the Lord. Lord Jesus, today I confess I don't have the power. But your word says I can have power. I claim by faith the keys to my deliverance in the authority of the name of Jesus and Lord Jesus if there's any sin if there's any blemish in my life cleanse me of it cause me to live in right relationship with you every day in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and amen. Give him a hand clap. Remain standing, please. Come on, give him a hand clap. Dad, mom, would you come? And while they come, I want you to get your order of service on the back of it. I want you to respond to the litany of dedication. Oh, what a mighty God. I feel his glory. We are dedicating this house, and after which we've done so, my mother and father and you're thinking make up your mind man you just introduced your father earlier yeah this is my mother and father on the American side and I am their favorite Indian son-in-law because I'm the only Indian son-in-law uh, and dad will come and pray a dedication prayer I will read the print that is not in bold and you'll read respond with the print that is in bold and when you say it you say it out loud I'll begin with deep gratitude for many blessings which we receive from a loving God, you say. With thanksgiving for the redemptive work of Jesus Christ in all our individual lives. Say it loudly. In affirmation of our belief in the Holy Bible as the very word of God and source of God's revelation to us. With genuine appreciation for those who have brought their financial gifts, making possible the growth and development of this property. In gratitude for God's blessings on the lives and businesses of men and women whose generosity is so evident in the life of the church. In honor of the many contributions of the members and friends and their commitment to this church. With a profound sense of responsibility to the members and community who will see this church as a light in the dark world. With a firm commitment to teach men, women, boys and girls 
the Word of God and to lead them in a personal walk with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and to send them out as ministers of God's truth and love in the power of the Spirit. Everybody with me on the last line. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and Amen. Remain standing please. What a beautiful day this has been to come and celebrate. I have lived long enough to understand now some things I couldn't when I was young. That God is involved in the affairs of man and he's doing things that we don't understand until we get to that place where we can look back and see that it was God all the way. I never knew and understood that while I was in the ministry over here and raising a family in the church, that there was a dark-skinned son of the tropics that was doing the same thing. Raising a family there who would become partners with my family. I didn't know that. They showed up at our house one day. Alan was about 10 and skinny as a broomstick. And here they were out in the yard, and Brother Sam tries to ride Chuck's scooter, a little motor scooter, and runs into the shrubbery and keeps it wide open. He had never been on there before. But all the while, God was involved in bringing it around. And when we sent Valerie to Lee, how was I to know that she was going to call one day about bringing a dark-skinned son of the tropics home with her? And he comes in and catches a flu. And I have to call his scary professor at Lee College and tell him, you're going to have to forgive Alan because he can't make it back for that test. Alan said he's mean, he won't listen, and he was just as nice. I don't know whether it was my gruff voice, but he was very nice. But you see, God was involved in all of this, and none of us knew what God was doing until he put this couple together in ministry. And look what has happened in their lives. All of us that are parents want our children to be greater than ourselves. There may be a few scalawags that don't. But we all want them to succeed better and do better. And Alan has done that. He's a better preacher and a better pastor. And all the way around than his dad, because I've had Sam for several revivals, and he's a good preacher, and he can't keep up with Alan. And I thought I was a good preacher till he just came on and just went by me like a limousine passing a T-model. But what a work God has done in their lives. And the glory, I give God the glory and the praise for it all. This is a beautiful day, a beautiful sanctuary, a beautiful building. And we dedicated to God, but we can't build him a house in which to dwell. 
For heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. What building can contain God? But he is greater than our imagination. But he's small enough that he comes and dwells with us. And today we want to welcome him to be in charge of all that is here. Let us pray. Father, we're so grateful to be able to participate in such an outcome as this. You have given a vision. Lord, a marvelous vision. You gave it to Alan. He explained it to the elders and to his staff. And they caught the vision. And together they've worked to, to see this to fruition. Lord, these things don't just happen. I've seen it before in failure. But, oh, God, this is not failed because you're in it. You began it. You birthed it, oh, God. And what you birthed, uh, you're going to bring it to pass. And all the devils in hell and the demon powers uh, can't stop the work of God. I know we're living in a time when Christianity, want, they want it stamped out. Quit talking about Jesus. Quit praying in the name of Jesus. But as long as we can hear a message like this today, we're encouraged to go forth and to tell folks the name of Jesus is not just a name. It's the only name that makes a difference. And thank God there is still power in that name. Uh, we give you charge of this building. It's yours. Fill it, Holy Ghost. Uh, every time someone comes through the doors, uh, let them feel the Holy Ghost anointing uh, in this place. Uh, I remember the time, Lord, when a neighbor of the church thought that he would stop the work of the church that was going on. Uh, he said it was too noisy. There was too much going on there, so he decided he would go into the meeting and stop it. Uh, but there was so much power of God in that place uh, until that man, strange to the work of God, uh, jumped up in the air and hollered glory and ran out of there as hard as he could go. Uh, that kind of power is still reigning. Uh, the devil may be served notice today that this is God's house. It's not man's house. It belongs to God and you're in control and you're going to keep things moving according to your divine will and purpose. Lord, we're so glad that from this pulpit uh, there echoes the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, may it never be brought down to the secular level where worldly foolishness uh, is delivered from this pulpit. Uh, it's a sacred place uh, and it's here to honor you. Uh, we thank you that there's still an altar. Uh, this place believes in prayer, uh, in the power of prayer, uh, in the power of repentance, uh, in the victory that comes through prayer, uh, victory over the trials and the conflicts uh, and all that would torment us, uh, victory over sickness uh, and the powers that would take our body. Uh, there's still power in the name of Jesus uh, to raise up uh, those who trust you uh, and to put down those who would hinder and prevent the gospel from going forth. Uh, 
We thank you, dear God, because uh, this people are faithful unto you. They've given, they've sacrificed, they've spread the gospel through the giving. Churches are planted around the world because of this congregation. Put your hand on them, O God, anoint them, give special blessings, special power. Give them, Lord, that key and help them to understand how to use it. Oh, God, I pray in Christ's name that you'll receive us as we dedicate ourselves and this building for the glory of God. Every office, every part of the building, whether it be the social part uh, or the offices uh, and the prayer rooms uh, and the children's rooms uh, and their worship centers, uh, it's all for your glory. And we pray that you'll raise up out of these uh, many preachers of the gospel, many who will go full witnessing uh, for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you'll touch us now. Help us to know that these four walls can't contain you and they can't contain the church. For the church is more than a building. Uh, It's a group of people who've been blood-bought, sanctified through the Word, uh, Holy Spirit-filled, and sent forth in a world out there that needs God. Help us to be the salt of the earth. Oh, God, help us to give water to the thirsty and bread to the hungry. Help us to know that there is a loaf that is sent down from heaven that is a true bread. That when a person eats of it, they shall never hunger. And when they drink of that water, they shall never thirst because it's found nowhere else but in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us, Lord, to do your work and to do your ministry. We offer it now in prayer and praise. Everything, every gift, every blessing, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give him praise, church. Give the Lord praise. Come, Pastor Powell. Come on, give him praise. I know he is still here. He is still here. Oh, bless the Lord. Everybody say, I have the keys. Say it again. I have the keys. Pastor Powell, we'll pray the benediction. Well, the first service, he said, what are you doing with your Bible? I think he was afraid I was going to preach. He's still worried about that. I feel like that I need to take some time here. And I just kick me, Brother Allen. But I, I I just want to say how much I appreciate this church. And how much I appreciate Pastor Allen and Sister Valerie. I have never been so welcomed and loved as I have felt in this church. Praise the Lord. Pastor Allen and Sister Valerie have gone overboard to see that my wife and I feel at home. And I'm semi-retired now, and it's wonderful to be back full circle. Yes, amen. But I love you. Thank you, Jesus. I love what God's doing. I love it because it was prophesied in our first little building that that building that we were in would not hold the people that would come. come on. That we would even have to move to another property 
for the buildings to be built that would hold the people that would come. And that prophecy has been fulfilled. And you see it fulfilled today in your very eyes. 38 years ago it was prophesied. And our God fulfilled His promise. Father, I thank You today that You have always desired to dwell among Your people. I thank You, Lord, that You have always desired to tabernacle with Your creation. And Lord, in Your creation, You moved over the waters. And the waters, You hovered over them and brooded over the waters. And there came the firmament. And then with Adam and Eve, You walked in the cool of the day. And that means in the wind of the Spirit or the breath of the Spirit or the breeze of the Spirit. You were there close to them. They encountered you daily. And Father God, you led the children of Israel out of bondage from Egypt. You put a cloud over them by day and fire by night. You tabernacled among them, Lord. You proved to them that you were God and that you would not forsake them, and that you would not leave them alone. But God, you didn't stop there. You made the Ark of the Covenant. You gave them instructions of the Ten of Meetings and the Ark, God, that was to be built, the two cherubims that would be there, that you would come down in a cloud of glory, and you would dwell. And as long as they would see the cloud, God, they would see and know that you tabernacled there among them in the camp and that you were with them, Lord. But when the cloud moved, they moved, Lord. Oh, God. Help us to be a church that moves when you move, Lord. Help us to be a people that move as you move, Lord. In this day and hour, Lord, in which so much wickedness prevails. But, oh, God, you didn't stop there. In 1 Kings 8, you called on a man by the name of Solomon to build a temple. And he built the temple. And it was so much of your glory and your power that tabernacled there until the priest could not even stand for the glory of God fill the house. And the glory of God has filled this house, Lord. And we praise you and we thank you and we magnify you. Then we move into the New Testament and your spirit had tabernacled over Mary's womb. Oh God, she conceived of the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ was born. Emmanuel, God with us. He tabernacled among us. And oh God, we're so thankful that he did. But God, you didn't stop there. You told your disciples to enter into a room. And they entered in an upper room. And there came in 120. And the clothing tongues fell upon them as fire. And tabernacled over them with the power of the Holy Ghost. And some 17 nationalities heard their tongue in the language of God. And God, we praise you for that. God, you give us glimpse and insight of your love for your people. When in Matthew 23 and 37, you said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft I would call you together as a chicken does call her in. But you would not. God, your desire is to be with us. And you tell us in Romans 12 and 1, 
I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But God, there's coming a day that John talked about. And he said in Revelation, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall and he shall be their God, and they shall be his people. Oh God, fill this place with your glory. Tabernacle among our pastor and his wife and his family, Lord, and the staff and the volunteers and the workers in every department and over 200 volunteers and every department in this church. Hover over them. Brood over them, God, by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we'll give you the praise and the glory. For we know that you are here in our midst. And we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. And the church said amen and amen. One more time, give him praise. One more time. It's all right to go over time praising the Lord. Everybody say, I have the keys in Jesus' name. God bless you. You are dismissed. See you back this evening at 5 o'clock between 5 and 7. Come drop in and see this entire building. God bless you as you go. Listening to this podcast. For more information, visit smmcog.com.